You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. to believe that Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. He's telling his disciples to put all their trust, all their hope, all their faith in him, looking at the glorious hope, even in the spite of the circumstances. You know, when we look out and all we see are circumstances, all we see is damage and hopelessness and pain and disgust and despair and discouragement. When that's all we can see, we're looking at the wrong things. When you look at the world around you, are you consumed by fear? Do the circumstances of your life fill your vision and squeeze out the hope you know you should have, the hope you wish you had? Today, Pastor Dave is sharing Jesus' answer for your troubled heart and reminding us of the peace he brings. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 14 as he begins his message, The Cure for a Troubled Heart. Let's read John 14, beginning in verse 1. I'll read aloud if you'd like to follow along silently. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but life seems to be full of troubles. Oh, you've noticed. I hear the giggles. You've noticed. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Health troubles, financial troubles, career troubles, relationship and family troubles, troubles as you age, troubles caused by others. There's disappointment, there's discouragement, despair at every corner. Life can be troublesome to say the least. We've seen our share of troubles. We've had loved ones pass away. There have been accidents. There have been people in hospitals with all sorts of maladies, people with financial problems, people with various illnesses. We've had disagreements. We've had personality differences and on and on and on. You name it, we've probably seen it. Troubles, troubles. And then we haven't even talked about the world situation. We live in a world that is troubled. We live in times of great anxiety. We live in times where people are concerned about the future. We live in times when it seems the world is out of control and heading in the wrong direction. And it seems like every time we try to catch our breath, 
Another crisis comes about. Another trouble comes along. Sometimes, in the midst of these troubles, we get disappointed in ourselves. We get disappointed in ourselves because we don't act the way we want to act. We want to be strong, but we act weak. We want to be successful, but we fail. We want to be liked by others, but we don't come across as mean or hard. Sadly, we miss the mark. We miss the mark. Doesn't paint a pretty picture, does it? If you add all these things together, if you add all these things up, you could say that we live a time when our hearts are trouble. We live in a time when our hearts are trouble. You may be carrying a heavy heart. You may be carrying a heavy heart of something that is befalling you or someone that you love, someone that you know. Something has happened that has caused your heart to be heavy, that has caused you to carry this burden, and your heart is troubled. What if I told you I had a cure for your troubled heart? And for $9.95, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, I got carried away. What if I told you that there was actually a cure for your troubled heart? In our verses this morning, Jesus knows that the disciples' hearts are troubled. So he gives the disciples a prescription for their troubled heart by giving them wonderful assurances of their future. And we have those exact same assurances. And it's my heartfelt prayer that we too would see this prescription that Jesus is presenting. That we too would lay hold of these assurances today. We would claim them and then we would apply them to our troubled hearts, remembering that there is no earthly sorrow that heaven can't heal. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ then you may claim these promises, these assurances. If you are not, hang on. We might give you a chance later to change that. Let's remember where we are in the Gospel of John. We need to back up just a tad. Jesus and his disciples are celebrating Passover. But this evening, Jesus has taken his disciples on an emotional roller coaster. They had gone from the joy of having celebrating Passover with Jesus himself to arguing which one was the greatest, to hearing that one of them would betray Jesus, to Peter being told he would deny Jesus, to hearing once again that Jesus was getting ready to leave them. All this turmoil that was going on at this beautiful supper, I think the only thing that sunk into their brains was that Jesus was leaving. You know, when you're talking to somebody and you say something, and about five minutes down the pike, they only heard what you said at first? Well, this is what the disciples are right now. They only heard Jesus said, I'm leaving. And you can't follow me right now, but I'm leaving. I think this was the heaviest blow of the night. Their heads must have been spinning. Jesus is going to be betrayed. Peter is going to deny him. I might offend him also, and he's leaving? This can't be. This can't be happening. This is some cruel joke. Or I've awakened to a very, very dark nightmare. What is happening? Where is he going? Why can't I go with him? And if I follow him later, how will I know how to get there? 
I'm sure their minds were fried. I'm sure that they were steeped with questions that they couldn't find answers with. I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel the same way. Sometimes when I'm in a troubled state, my mind is steeped with questions that I can't find the answers to. Although I search, I can't find those answers. But Jesus, looking into the hurtful face of Peter, the pain of being accused of denying his master, and then seeing the other disciples, knowing that it was their hearts were happening, what's going on, knowing that they were upset because of his departure, Jesus knows that they need comfort and they need it now. So what does he say to them? Well, look at 14, verse 1, part A. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus knows what's going on in their minds. He knows what's happening in their mind. He knows that all too well, in a very short time, their hopes for the kingdom of God are going to be dashed. Why do I say that? Because the whole time they have been following him, they expected him to establish his kingdom and overthrow the Roman government. That's what they thought the Messiah would do. They were expecting him to establish this earthly government. And according to Peter, they had forsaken all to follow him. They had given up everything. Where can we go? You have the words of life. We've given everything to you. And now you're telling us you're going to leave? He had tried many times to tell them that he was going to suffer and die at the hands of the religious leaders. He tried to tell them many times that he was going to die. But when he thought about them seeing him dying on a cross and being put in a tomb, he knew that they would be out of it. They would be completely dismayed, completely hopeless, and completely in despair. He knew what their hearts were happening. He knew they were troubled. He knows they don't understand what's happening. So he tenderly says to them, let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Their hearts were troubled because he'd been talking about leaving them. He was going away. They had come to depend on him and rely on him. There was always love and excitement around him. They'd been with him for three years. They couldn't imagine life without him. The future looked bleak. The future looked dim. And they were riddled with anxiety, which is interesting because the most common cause for a troubled heart is anxiety, fear of the future. The what if? What's going to happen? But here is Jesus. In his darkest hour, Jesus is in his darkest hour. The cross is right there. I mean, the cross is so close. But he looks at his disciples and he has compassion on them. Never caring about the struggle and the temptation that's going on in his life. Never care about the struggle that's going on between him and Satan and God. Because remember, in a very, very short time, he's going to be in the garden going, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup away. Nevertheless, not my will but your will be done. So Jesus is having an internal struggle himself. But he was way ahead. He was looking ahead, past the torture, past the pain, past the shame, past the ultimate death. 
And he still cared so deeply for these men. He still cared so deeply for them that he gently and tenderly wants to give them hope. He wants to give them assurance. Jesus wanted to give their troubled hearts hope. If your heart's troubled today, Jesus wants to give you that hope too. He wants to be tender with you too. He's not angry with you if your hearts are troubled. He's not angry with you if you're questioning him on the whys, the wheres, the hows. He's not angry with you. He has compassion for you, and he knows the answer. And what he wants to do is he wants to take your eyes off the circumstances, and he wants to put them on the assurance of a future hope in heaven with him. He wants to say, get your eyes off of that and look beyond. Look what's coming. Look what's promised. He wants us to have a lasting faith. He wants us to have a victorious faith. Look what he says in part B of 14. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Jesus gives us the prescription for a troubled heart. He gives us the cure, if I can say that, for a troubled heart. Jesus says the cure for your troubled heart is nothing more, nothing less than faith. Believe in God. Also believe in Jesus. He's telling his disciples to believe that Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. He's telling his disciples to put all their trust, all their hope, all their faith in him, looking at the glorious hope even in the spite of the circumstances. You know, when we look out and all we see are circumstances, all we see is damage and hopelessness and pain and disgust and despair and discouragement. When that's all we can see, we're looking at the wrong things. We're looking at the wrong things. And Jesus now wants to give his disciples assurance. He wants to give them his great assurance. He says, believe on me. All this is the basis for our hope. Faith in Jesus Christ. You know the definition in the Bible for faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Why should we believe? I'll tell you why. Because when we focus on our trouble, doubt creeps in. Doubt sneaks in. And what is doubt? Doubt is the destroyer of life. Doubt is lack of confidence because doubt means you're putting your confidence in yourself. Doubt can affect your actions. It can affect the way you think, things you say, and what you do. Doubt in God's faithfulness not only causes an indescribable inner torment, it produces and prolongs our agony. Doubt will wipe you out. I just rhymed. <laughs> Jesus said, you believe in God? Great. Believe in me also. Faith is trusting in God when his plan goes against our human reason or experience. Trusting in God when everything around you seems to be falling apart. Trusting in God and God alone, not trusting in yourself. Trusting in God when all you see is the hurt, all you see is the pain, all you see is the trouble. When you are trusting God in the midst of that, your faith is strengthened and it builds up. And that cures your troubled heart. That will cure your troubled heart. Jesus is saying that faith should be the reality of your life. Why? Because by faith, we are looking forward to a glorious future, a heavenly future. And then Jesus takes our eyes 
off of their troubled heart and he points it to heaven. He points it to heaven. He says, this is the reality, folks. Your future home right there in heaven. When we focus on our glorious future in heaven, our faith is strengthened, knowing what awaits us, thus giving us hope, thus ending hopelessness. Faith looks forward, not behind. Did you hear what I said? Faith looks forward, not behind. Jesus wanted his disciples to look forward. Even the apostle Paul picked on that. Philippians 3, in verse 13 and 14, he says, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. See, he's looking forward. He's not looking back. He's not looking back at past pains, at past hurts, at past victories. He's looking forward to the future in Jesus Christ. He's looking forward to the prize of the high calling, what we were called for, heaven. Jesus continues in verse 2. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And this is a great assurance. Hearing this, the disciples would have great assurance. He's saying, okay, guys, listen, believe in me. I know what I'm doing. And guess what? I'm going to the Father, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I love that. Jesus is giving hope to the hopeless. He's giving hope where there is no hope. A place where we can't even understand. A place so glorious, so wonderful, that none of the writers of the Bible could explain or describe this place. A beautiful, wonderful place, a glorious place where there's no pain, no tears, no death. A beautiful, wonderful, glorious place, which is our home. Because in reality, Paul says, we're citizens of heaven. Right now, we are citizens of heaven and we belong there. It's our home that awaits us. So have hope, have faith. Jesus is saying, believe that Father sent me. And I'm going back. And when I'm there, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Because in my father's house, there are many rooms. There are many places to abide. There are many places for you and me and everybody else who believes. And we're going to have a grand old time when we get there and make sure about that. But you want to make sure you have a ticket to get home. Jesus is telling them in heaven's a real place. It's not some imagined fairy tale. It's not some imagined tale that religious people dreamed up. It's a real place. Heaven is real. It's a place where God dwells and where Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of God the Father. He is there right now. And throughout Scripture, listen to what Scripture describes heaven as. It's described as a kingdom. It's described as an inheritance. It's described as a country. It's described as a city. It's described as a home. And it's described as our home. David spoke about the Father's house. At the end of Psalm 23, and I will dwell in the what? House of the Lord forever. I will dwell there with my Father. David had that insurance. He had the assurance of what was to come and we should have that too, as Christians. We should have that assurance. That should be our hope. That should be what we glean to. That should be what we think about. Jesus was telling the guys that, hey guys, I know your hearts are troubled, I know your anxiety is raging, and anxiety is fear of the future, but I wanna tell you one thing, your future is secure. Your future is secure, and as a Christian, our future is secure. It's secure. We don't have to worry about the future. 
Remember he told them not to worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. The father's going to take care of them. He'll take care of the tomorrows. He was telling them the father will take care of all your needs. Now remember, remember how Jesus is saying these things in what context. He is saying them in the face of the cross. He's saying them with the cross staring right at his face. He reminded them that don't let your hearts be troubled from You've got to believe in God and what God has said in the scriptures. Obviously, they had forgotten about what God had said in the scriptures. All through the scriptures, God has said that Jesus would be crucified, the Messiah would die, and he would be raised again on the third day. The Bible clearly speaks of this, but they forgot God's word, and thus they became frightened. They became fearful. Their hearts became troubled because they forgot God's word. Same thing happens to us. Same thing happens to us. We have God's word, and he has asked us to believe it and have faith that it's true, to place all our trust in him, to take his word or to believe it. But sometimes circumstances overwhelm us, and we lose sight of this. And I venture to say, when the circumstances get to be so difficult and so tough, you don't even look to that. We put this on a shelf someplace, thinking, oh, this is only for times when I feel good. This is only for times when things are going well in my life. Then I'll read the word of God. How foolish. How foolish. When this is what we need most of all. Because in here is God's assurance. It's God's assurance of his love. By reading this and gleaning from it, we become steadfast and immovable. His word is truth. You have to believe that. You have to make a choice whether his word is true or not. Jesus gave them the reality of faith. He gave them the reality of heaven, and then he gives them the reality of his return. And let's look back at verse 3. Jesus says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What a promise! What a glorious promise we have from the Lord himself. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm going to come back and receive you to myself. That where I am, you can be. You can be with me forever in this glorious pace. Yes. Yes. Some will go through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, they will. But those who are alive when Jesus returns will never see death. Those who are alive when Jesus returns and the trumpet sounds and we're caught up into the air in this great moment we call rapture will not see death. And then all of a sudden we'll be changed. We'll be like him. We'll see him as he really is. And we'll be changed in an instant in a twinkle of an eye. We'll be caught up in the air, which is where we get our word rapture. Our peso, caught up, snatched away. Brothers and sisters, don't lose sight of this promise. You are the book of John covers Jesus' life and ministry here on earth, but the book begins long before Jesus was born in a manger. He existed with God the Father from the start. So many other religions have some figure they look to or commemorate, but none of those mere men accomplished what Jesus did. 
Jesus came as a man and died, but then he came back to life because he's God. No other man can claim that remarkable feat. Only God could do this, and therefore, the only true one to follow is Jesus. What might be holding you back today in believing all that God says he is and does? If you have some questions you'd like answered, we'd be happy to try and answer these questions or pray with you about what's weighing on your heart. Please don't hesitate to call us at 609-884-5821. Again, that number is 609 609- 884-5821. Keep looking to scripture for answers and know that we care about the journey you're on. We're so glad you tuned in to A Sure Hope today. You can hear more messages like this one from Pastor Dave at our website. Just click on the messages tab when you visit assurehoperadio.com. We'd love to meet you too. Find out how you can join us for worship at Calvary Chapel Cape May by visiting assurehoperadio.com. You'll also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Links for both are at assurehoperadio.com. There's more to learn from the book of John next time, so be sure to join us again on another edition of A Sure Hope.